Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Update. Glad to be here with you, bringing you the largest news stories uh, all across Tennessee. And if you are watching, if you're joining us today, we're going to wait uh, for folks to come. I'm going to try to consistently do this at high noon uh, every single uh, week so that you know when to tune in and where to tune in. I apologize for the delay. Uh, it took me three times to get this puppy going. Last time we had audio issues. So if you've hung in there, you are the tried and the true. Uh, you are the ones that wanted to uh, actually come here and get the news. A, a few things, a little housekeeping as we wait for people to come on and uh, tune in and join us. Uh, number one in the comments section, as always, let me know where you're watching from. I love to know that. Uh, we've got subscribers not only all over Tennessee, Buddy, we've got them from California, we've got them from North Carolina, uh, people that are looking to move to our state and who are worried uh, about its condition, uh, if it's going to be conservative or not, because, you know, picking up and moving your uh, family across the state uh, or across the country, rather, is a big deal. And they want to know, am I really going to move to a conservative state? And in some cases, yes, uh, you're, you're going to be moving to a conservative state, at least one that's probably more conservative from whence you came. But we've got our issues here in uh, Tennessee, and that's why we need all the patriots and conservatives to fight uh, to make sure that we keep our state a conservative one. Uh, additionally, if you watch this video after the fact, uh, and you, you, you're not one that can tune in at lunchtime on Fridays, if you'll leave comments about the stories uh, that we cover here. And finally, if you're in conservative groups uh, anywhere on Facebook or in other social media outlets, if you would share our broadcast, that would be great. We got Howard who is turning in, uh, or tuning in from Christiana, Tennessee. I do not know where Christiana is, but that is a beautiful name. Uh, so thank you all for joining us today. Please do, even as this broadcast is going on, share it on your uh, social media profile, share it in your conservative groups so we can have a conversation about what's going on. we got Floyd. Uh, he's watching from DeKalb County. Thank you, Floyd, for joining in today. We appreciate you as well. We've got big stories. Uh, we've got a little insider insider uh, political uh, moving. We've got some critical race theory, uh, some educational reform, if you can call it that, and other things. Uh, and do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. We send out our e-newsletter because you never know when you're going to be deplatformed in this world of uh, communist censorship and, and socialism and wokeism. So we try to reach you directly through text messages and email just in case uh, we should ever have the rug pulled out from underneath us, which is probably uh, going to happen at some point. So make sure that you're on that list. Let's get right into the story. I uh, hope you all are looking forward to having a great weekend with your family. I know I am. Uh, I'll talk to you a little bit about that at the end for those of you who want to remain. Into the story now. Uh, new Tennessee bill would disqualify congressional candidates Ortegas and Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks, I have real mixed feelings on this, okay? And I'll talk to you about that at the end of this uh, story. Should a Tennessee bill sponsored by Republican Representative uh, Dave Wright and Republican Senator Frank Nicely pass into law, it would stymie the campaigns of Republican congressional candidates Robbie Starbuck and Morgan Ortegas uh, from District 5 at U.S. Representative seat. Under current law, the minimum qualification call for the candidate to be uh, at least 25 years old, a resident of the United States uh, for at least seven years, and when elected, the person must be a Tennessee resident. And you can look in the comments section to see a link uh, to this story right now. Jason is probably posting that. 
The bill seeks to place more restrictions on qualifications to run for Congress by prohibiting a person from being nominated as a candidate for U.S. Senator or a member of the U.S. House of Representatives unless the person has voted in at least three of the previous elections. Um, Robbie Starbuck moved to Williamson County a bit over two years ago, and Morgan Ortegas is a recent Nashville transplant from Florida. The bill states that it will go into effect immediately after becoming law, so if it is signed off by the Tennessee legislature and Governor Lee, it would effectively halt uh, the congressional aspirations of the two candidates in the 2022 midterms. So I've got mixed feelings on this. On the one hand, this looks like a bunch of political insider maneuvering to control things. I don't think the rules should be changed in the middle of the game. Now, there's already a rule that you should have, have voted. Uh, Michelle's tuning in from Greenville. Thank you, Michelle. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, there's all, already a rule that says that if you uh, have not voted in the last three Republican primaries uh, as a primary uh, voter in our party, that you can't be a bona fide Republican candidate. So that's a party thing, right? That is a, uh, if you want to run as a Republican, this is the easy way to do it. There's also a harder way to do it, which is if, if you don't meet that qualification, then you have to go before uh, the executive committee. And so this has already been in effect in a way to get the party nomination, but um, I think if this is going to be done, I mean, it should probably be done after this is, is going. This is kind of changing the rules in the middle of the game. However, the other part of me is like, I don't necessarily want to see people uh, airlifted into our state that maybe have some kind of celebrity uh, or or some kind of um, or some kind of following that can immediately just run. And here's why: I think if you took me, even though I'm very conservative and I really do care about conservatism, and if you airlifted me and dropped me into Connecticut or Missouri, I, I would not know anything that's going on. I wouldn't know about the culture. I wouldn't know about the values. I wouldn't know about the organizations. I wouldn't know about the legislative issues that that and the industries uh, and the economy. Like I just wouldn't know. I could not be, in my opinion, a very good congressional representative in a place where I had just recently arrived. Okay. So, but at the same time, if you move in uh, under a certain set of rules, you don't really expect as you start campaigning for those rules to change in the middle of the game. So I don't know. That's a hard one there. Next story. Tennessee legislation seeks to eliminate critical race theory from workplaces across the state. Boy, this is a good bill. Uh, you should get behind this, and you should contact people and let them pass this through. Uh, last year, the Tennessee General Assembly passed legislation to ban the teaching of critical race theory in classrooms to Tennessee students. This year, uh, Tennessee Representative Bruce Griffey, who's going out in a blaze of glory, has filed legislation to take it a step further by banning it in workplaces across Tennessee in both private and the public sector. And I love this. You know, we uh, excoriated the um, the Chattanooga Chamber of Commerce, um, companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Unum Provident, and others who basically take people and subject them to this new form of racism. And the Democrats and the left, uh, every idea they have is not progressive, it's regressive. Communism has been tried, and it has failed. Socialism has been tried, and it has been failed. Racism has been tried, and it has failed. Yet the Democrats and the left-leaning uh, corporations that control uh, much of what happens in Nashville, and they, uh, they, they feed our rhino population up there with PAC money and kill good conservative legislation, the same players uh, want to put their employees in a room 
and teach them uh, very terrible things and, and to, to put them in a racially hostile environment uh, so that they can virtue signal to other people. And I believe this is a great evil in our nation, in our state. And I'm glad to see that if you work for one of these corporate behemoths uh, that loves racism and loves to, uh, to, to really uh, perpetuate it, even though we, we made real good strides about getting away from it, you shouldn't have to endure this as a term of employment. House Bill 2313 would prohibit a, a person from requiring an individual, employee, or applicant uh, for employment to complete uh, or participate in a training, orientation, or any other instructional or informational programs that promote certain discriminatory concepts. Griffey said, workers should not have to be subjected to CRT trainings that attempt to indoctrinate them uh, to broad-brushed false narratives like America is a white supremacist country and that white people are raised to be racist from childhood. A lot of corporations, I swear, they are trying to put people in this position. It is wrong, and, and we should not tolerate it. Back to the quote, the promotion of these falsehoods creates a hostile work environment which is why my legislation seeks to protect employees in Tennessee by deeming CRT training to be an unlawful employment practice entitling an employee, I love this part, to pursue a civil cause of action. By all means, leave me comments and quotes about what you think about this. Share this in the conservative groups that you're in because people need to know about this. Uh, House Bill 2313 has a Senate companion bill sponsored by Senator Mark Pody of Lebanon, who is a fantastic conservative senator. We don't have many conservative senators. Uh, up in Nashville, really don't. And I've discovered this as I have covered stories. Uh, we make a lot of good noise uh, about being conservative on the campaign trail, but when push comes to shove, if a little bit of PAC money will be lost, if a teacher's union might be mad, if a corporation rattles a saber, oh boy, we'll back away from our, our, our conservative convictions uh, very quickly. You know, uh, we'll, we'll do it three times before the, co the, the cock crows uh, here in Tennessee. And so it, it is shameful, uh, but that's why uh, our subscribers like you really have to hold our elected officials accountable and hold their feet to the fire to live out their conservative campaign promises, and that's one of the biggest missions of the Tennessee Conservative. Speaking of which, if you will go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, I run this publication out of my back pocket. Uh, you wonder why we only have two conservative uh, media outlets uh, in Tennessee and only one that exclusively focuses on the volunteer state, and that is ours. It's because, in some cases, conservatives give conservatively and liberals give liberally, and woke corporations will dump a ton of money into the corporately owned media outlets, uh, TV outlets in our state. But uh, conservative uh, media outlets like ours, uh, we have to be funded by grassroots supporters like you. And so when you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hit that red support button, uh, what you'll find is that you will get a free don't California my Tennessee bumper sticker and also a proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker along with your directory of state reps and uh, and state senators when you donate any amount any amount whatsoever and if you give a recurring donation or a and we need some recurring do donations buddy I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna start doing I'm gonna start panhandling I think for conservatism uh, we have ordinances against it in Chattanooga, but apparently we don't enforce those or littering or loitering unless, of course, you're on the mayor's private property, in which case the city will move you off because, you know, we, we virtue signal one way, but in our lives we live another. Uh, and I'm going to ask people to put money into this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. Uh, I wish it had the magical properties where I could put some of our small co campaign donations or campaign donations, some of our small donations for our publication in here and shake it up 
and uh, it would turn into more money. But unfortunately, the magical properties for turning uh, alchemy uh, for, for alchemy does not work with this, but it has other magical properties. It makes you smarter, better looking. It makes you jump uh, higher and run faster. And if you get $50 or more, a recurring donation, we will send that to you. And uh, people often ask, you know, say, well, why doesn't anything change in our state? Because people don't give any time or money. Everybody thinks somebody else is going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. It's got to be you. Back to the stories. Two bills introduced to protect college students and faculty from critical race theory. And again, uh, as we get into this, and this is a, a House Speaker Cameron Sexton introduced this. He is the most conservative person we have in Tennessee leadership. Uh, it ain't Bill Lee, and it certainly is not Randy McNally. I hate to say it up in uh, up in Nashville, but Cameron Sexton is introducing some stuff. He, he's got a hard job. You got all these people with different viewpoints, and you still have to stand up on principle. It's even tougher doing his job and being conservative than it would be being conservative as the governor. Actually, Bill Lee could be conservative as the governor and and have uh, less of a hard time, but he's not. And so we get all this this kind of BS uh, that we get, like the 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 uh, the rejiggering of the uh, formula for funding instead of school choice, which I'll talk about in a moment. But it kills me that Republicans in Tennessee will continue to take large portions of conservative and Republican tax revenue and pour it into public schools and pour it into secondary education where they indoctrinate and liberalize the electorate. It's like a self-defeating prophecy. It's like, oh, I mean, this is kind of how dumb, and in some cases I think Republicans are collectively, Let's put a whole bunch of money into this institution that hates conservatism and everything about conservatism that is populated almost exclusively with left-leaning uh, professors and board members. And then let's turn conservative-thinking kids that grow up in, in Tennessee who are raised with Christian conservative values. Let's send them to this university where they get convinced to vote Democrat. I mean, who would ever do that? That would be like us sending... Uh, the troops in the United States of America uh, over to Al-Qaeda to have them indoctrinate them for four years, and then you're, like, amazed that they come out uh, liberal. And to me, it's kind of, you know, it's like the old saying, you know, don't send your kids to, to Caesar and, and be shocked when they come back Roman. Uh, this is a step in the right direction, but I honestly think that secondary education and government education in general has failed conservatives and has definitely failed the kids based upon the test scores and the outcomes uh, but we do have some folks that are fighting back. It's hard to fight against entrenched institutional uh, racism, which is what we have here, uh, and uh, teaching ideologies that have previously left civilizations in ruin. Back to the story. House Speaker Cameron Sexton has introduced a bill that would impact how public institutions of higher education can approach divisive concepts uh, with employees and students. Uh, Sexton's bill, uh, along with Senate companion bill introduced by Senator Mike Bell, orders that no students and employees of higher education institutions will be subject to a penalty or discrimination if they choose not to endorse any particular divisive concept. Additionally, no particular belief or ideology can be required as a condition for hiring, tenure, promotion, or graduation. We're slow to this, but thank God we got somebody doing it. The bill would also prohibit higher education institutions from using any training materials program or state funding to promote divisive concepts. Another bill introduced by Representative Robin Smith and Senator Mike Bell would outright prohibit higher education institutions from compelling teachers and students to adopt, affirm, adhere, or profess critical race theory concepts. Smith's, Smith and Bell's bill 
It also create a course of action against colleges that violate this law by retracting state funding from the institution. I'd be all for that. So here's a call to action. House Bill 2417 will be heard in the House Higher Education Subcommittee on February the 15th. Be sure to contact the subcommittee members if you support the bill. That's February 15th. This is the 11th as we are going to air. Uh, you can find their contact information in the article on our website, but also you can see where Jason is posting this in the comments section right now. So call these people on these committees and say, guys, we are conservative Republicans. Let's quit funding racism uh, when uh, our children, and they're still children when they go to college. They're not as mature as perhaps uh, we were generations ago when we had to kind of get started on our own a little earlier. Uh, we got to figure this stuff out. Uh, legislators, next story, and state education officials skip out on school uh, funding meeting. And this is pretty interesting. Uh, you would think that if there was a funding meeting uh, where the largest part of Tennessee's budget was going to be rejiggered and allocated, that people would show up. For the past several months, Tennessee legislators and educator leaders, uh, educational leaders have attempted to sell the public on the importance of their review of the education funding process, but it seems that many of them did not feel it important enough to attend or, uh, uh, those review meetings. Governor Lee and Education uh, Commissioner Penny Schwinn, who is terrible, terrible. Uh, I don't know why Governor Lee defends her to everyone who says she should be removed. I have no idea. And when she's brought up to him in person, uh, I hear accounts uh, from various people when, when Penny Schwinn's poor performance and her CRT background and are brought up, Governor Lee gets very mad and very angry and uh, can't control his temper. And it's, it, and you know, what do they say? A hit dog hollers. And uh, I don't know why this lady is in charge of education in Tennessee. It's amazing. It's amazing in the fact that, that Republicans uh, in the House and the Senate have not called for her removal is another example of how uh, we are failing our children in education. You can't have somebody like that at the helm and expect good results. Back to the story. Uh, Governor Lee and Education Commissioner Penny Schwinn initiated the review in October and then appointed a subcommittee uh, made of parents, teachers, school administrators, community members, and 52 legislators and other state officials, seven legislators, uh, four members of the State Board of Education, and the State Agricultural Commissioner failed to attend a single meeting. The following individuals skipped out on these meetings, uh, supposedly vital, and Senator uh, Paul Bailey of Sparta, Senator Mike Bell of Riceville, again, hey, at least he's passing good legislation, uh, Clark Boyd of Lebanon, uh, Michelle Carringer of Knoxville, Jeremy Faison of Crosby, Gary Hicks of Rogersville, Eddie uh, Manis of Knoxville. Uh, and that's an example of somebody that, that got voted in as bona fide, even though he had not voted uh, in as a Republican uh, three times in an election, which is one reason they probably want to change this because we, we get folks that have bad backgrounds running as Republicans. Uh, Daryl Cobbins, State Board of Education member, Gordon Ferguson, uh, Larry Jensen, Nate Morrow, uh, Charlie Hatcher. And so these are folks that just missed. Another five lawmakers only went to six of the meetings. And so here's the thing that I would say about all this rejiggering of funding in education. And tell me what you think. Uh, Stasha says, it's amazing that my kid's school is more like a prison due to Judge Greer. Judge Greer is a piece of work. And uh, I think the only thing that would probably fix a lot of this stuff in our culture is to show up where some of these people uh, attend church or, or have their private lives 
and and let folks know what they're doing to kids because uh, when you intervene in and affect someone's kid's private life and the parent's private life in a way that is deeply personal and hurtful, I don't think that you should have zero social consequences. That's just my opinion. Uh, and so if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna cook in the kitchen, you ought to be able to stand the heat. Uh, another thing I'm gonna talk about uh, as it relates to this. This is how I think about this, and please leave your comments. Let me know if you think similarly. Let's say that we rejigger all of this funding, right? If I'm a kid, and if I'm in sixth grade, and if I'm reading at a second grade level, and I have zero option to leave the school, in my case, our schools are full of teen pregnancy, uh, violence, uh, drug peddling, the test scores are abysmal. I mean, I'm talking about like people reading at grade level is like at seven, five, four percent. That's where I am zoned to send my two beautiful little girls. I'm not going to do it. I don't see how any of this monkeying around with the failed government education experiment, instead of just giving taxpayers back their money and letting them send their kids where they want, I don't see how this helps any of these kids. It doesn't. And it's supposed to be all about the kids, all about the kids, all about the kids. I don't buy it. If your kid is 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 about to be hit by a truck, you don't worry about, well, let's change the truck a little bit. No, you get your kids out from in front of the truck. That should be your visceral parental uh, instinct. I don't feel like Republicans in our state have any visceral parental instinct for our kids. I feel like they have a visceral uh, instinct about their political uh, life and about the fact that we've got lots of government employees that are in districts that continually vote and often send uh, lobbyists at taxpayer expense up to Nashville to do what's against our children's best interest. I think we have a very corrupt form of lobbying up in Nashville that causes good people and marginally good people to do corrupt things because humans are easily corruptible. Just give people back their money. It's, it's your kid. It's your money. It should be your choice. That's the way I look at it. We've spent 40 years pouring money into this broken government education system, and by golly, it ain't working. Next story. Republicans support health care workers' right to religious and medical exemptions during a committee meeting. During House uh, Civil Justice Committee on February 9th, Tennessee Republicans affirmed the rights of Tennessee health care workers to receive religious and medical exemptions in lieu of taking COVID-19 vaccinations. House Bill 1867 would only be applicable if there's an active CMS mandate and states that medical and religious exemptions must be granted. Uh, the sponsor of the bill, Representative Jason Zachary, said it was important to point out that Tennessee's Constitution specifically mentions a right of conscience and a personal liberty and that voting for this bill is to stand with health care workers, some of whom have sincerely held beliefs that receiving COVID-19 vaccines is wrong. You can look in the comments section. Jason just posted this article where you can read more about it. Representative John uh, Garrett thanked Zachary for the bill, saying if I could vote for it twice, I would vote for it twice. He lamented the situation. Uh, healthcare workers have been put in, having to choose between getting uh, this treatment or losing their jobs. He said, in Tennessee, we don't stand for that. Maybe, maybe not. I think we do stand for that and did stand for that for about two years, and I think it was reprehensible and awful. I have a long memory, and when I was uh, protesting the lockdowns, which Governor Lee advocated for and allowed, and so many people stood silent in the legislature while it happened, people thought I was out over my skis. And here we are two years later. Two years later, here we are, 
and study after study shows, and the one that, that recently came out, and said that essentially the lockdowns achieved maybe like a 0.2% life-saving benefit. Maybe. Meanwhile, cancer screenings went undone. Meanwhile, people lost their jobs. Meanwhile, small businesses went out of business. Meanwhile, people's civil liberties and religious liberties were trampled. Their lives turned upside down. Kids losing their ability to read and write at huge percentages because we have cowards in government who do not have conservative moorings. That's the reason it all happened. And they said, oh, well, we didn't know. How could you make that call? Don't be an armchair quarterback. I'm not one. My stance at the Tennessee Conservative, and even before as an individual, has been very clear. Our individual freedoms, our rights, and our liberties are not subject to emergencies, especially fake emergencies, that do not have and do not rise to uh, the level of severity that was even warranted or necessary to even consider a quarter of what we did. It is wrong, and the people who participated in it and remained silent should be ashamed of themselves, and hopefully at least the people that were alive through all this will remember as a primary voter and as a legislator that we cannot ever let this happen again. I can't believe people stood by and hid behind Billy's coattails. I'm still aggravated about it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Back to the story. Sherry says, uh, commie nation, commie admin. I don't know if it's that bad. Boy, it ain't conservative, I'll tell you that. The bill was uh, put to a voice vote where A's prevailed, and the bill now moves to the House Commerce Committee, scheduled to be reviewed on February 15th. This crap could have been wrapped up in a bow 15, 18 months ago. I'm glad they're still working on it. But, I mean, to make people suffer through this for months on end, I'm glad they're doing it now. I don't mean to sound like I'm constantly can't be satisfied, but I just don't see why it had to happen in the first place. The companion bill, SB 1823, has been placed on the Senate Commerce and Labor Committee and is also scheduled to be reviewed on February 15th. Good. Kelsey postpones ACT requirement bill after backing down on UT wokeism. I'm glad he at least made the noise. Okay? Now, if the methodology, you agree with it or not, but I at least, I at least appreciate Kelsey calling a spade a spade. Senator sent uh, Senator Brian Kelsey reeling Monday over accusations that the University of Tennessee was trying to be woke. Well, they ain't trying to be woke. They are woke. That's absolutely a fact. You can argue with the rest of this, but UT and the whole system over there that takes tons of our taxpayer dollars, they hate conservatism. They're as woke as they can be. By no longer requiring students to take ACT or SAT entrance exams. Kelsey postponed his legislation after stating that the University of Tennessee is trying to be like Harvard University, which he says is picking and choosing students based on skin color. Harvard is the target of an admissions lawsuit that is going before the U.S. Supreme Court, and the university is uh, reacting to allegations that it discriminates against students of Asian descent, which they do. Kelsey said that the wokeism certain people at the University of Tennessee wants to bring to our state, this bill says no. Kelsey's legislation uh, would require universities to obtain ACT or SAT scores of every student beginning uh, the 2023-24 year. Yet senators opposed the legislation, pointing out that 75% of universities nationally are moving away from those college entrance exams, in part because of criticism they are culturally biased and don't determine whether a student can excel academically. Now, here's the thing that I think has a lot to do with this. Sherry says they are abusing our children, forced masks, forced shots. Our country is in big trouble. I agree with that. Here's what I think. I think increasingly 
we're seeing situations in our public government education system where they can't teach kids to write, they can't teach kids to read, they can't teach kids to do math, and ACT and SAT scores measure that pretty regularly, right? Now, does that mean that you're going to be good in college when, when you go out there and, and you've got folks asking you to go out at night and you have to learn how to manage your time and to study on your own without a lot of parental oversight? And ACT and SAT scores can't determine that, but they can determine in many cases if you can read, if you can write, what your reading comprehension is, uh, do you have basic math skills, can, can you figure out problems, logic and reasoning? Like, they may not be perfect, but they do indicate a lot. And what I think is happening is our public education system is failing at the basics so bad that these uh, these schools are dispensing with testing for admission because they don't. It's like a failure all the way through, and it's really at the end of the day about the money. The government school wants your tax dollars. UT wants your tax dollars. The government schools below UT are failing so bad that probably it's it's getting harder and harder for people to pass ACT and SAT tests because they they just they just graduate without the skill, and they don't want to turn people down because it's a money factory because they can't read or write, and so they just pass them through all 13 grades, and they pass them through college, and people graduate with degrees that are meaningless where they can't get a job and they're covered up in student debt. It's a racket. Kelsey's legislation would require universities to obtain these scores, yet senators opposed it. Uh, Republicans Ken Yeager, Bill Powers, and Becky Massey were in opposition to the bill. Uh, Senator Bo Watson encouraged Kelsey to postpone the bill. I'll just leave it alone. Next story. Human trafficking across the U.S. border results in murders and other atrocities. Who'd have thought it? Who would have thought that if you imported massive amounts of individuals from a nation that is known for its corruption, drugs, and high murder rates, that we would have similar things come into our nation? If you put ants in your pants... They might bite you. It's crazy. Of course we know this. In- investigations into human smuggling stemmed from illegal immigration revealed that not everyone makes it safely to the U.S. What? We revealed something everybody already knew. Attorneys general who have recently sued the Biden administration argue that open border policies that incentivize foreign cartels estimated 100 million in weekly human smuggling operations across the U.S. southern border are illegal and humane and inhumane. Let me read that again. Estimated 100 million in weekly human smuggling operations. Is that 52 billion a year? Somebody's got a calculator, let me know. That's what it sounds like. What an issue. And I'll tell you who's not been good on illegal immigration. Bill Lee. He made a promise, one of his big promises, that he would enforce the rule of illegal immigration and he's not done it. And aside, our leadership has not taken a role in stopping legal immigration. There are some bills coming up, but I have not seen any of them sponsored by anyone in leadership. I wish they would. It's not too late to get behind them and be vocal about them. You should, you should email Cameron Sexton very politely and very kindly, along with Randy McNally and Bill Lee, and say, hey, what bills and what policies are you supporting on illegal immigration? Because I don't see Jack Doodley squat. We, we got some the handful of conservatives, the same old thing every legislative session. Handful of conservatives, they're in the outskirts that really don't have as much political uh, influence as they should because they won't go along with leadership and they won't go along with the woke capitalism and the corporatism and because they won't take a ton of money from these left-leaning liberal PACs. 
that are up there constantly influencing our legislators to your detriment and to the taxpayers' detriment in general. They don't, they don't get the committee appointments because they don't go along to get along. They won't play the left game. And they're the ones that have to put these pieces of legislation in and then the rhinos cut, holding their nose and dragging their feet occasionally will support them. A recent investigation by U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement's Homeland Security uh, Unit led to the arrest of 10 Guatemalan nationals that were connected to the murders of 19 foreign nationals and a human smuggling event that occurred in Mexico. 16 of those killed were Guatemalan nationals. While much attention has been focused on the southern border, the northern border of Canada is in many ways considered to be even more wide open than the southern border is. Recently, a group of Indian foreign nationals walked across the northern border expecting to be picked up uh, by a smuggler to get to Minnesota. The group walked for 11 hours in 11 to 16 degree temps of North Dakota. Four members who were separating from the group were found dead just outside the Canadian border. That is cold weather to be walking in, but... You buy the ticket, I guess you take the ride. Hope somebody picks you up, but if somebody's already doing something unethical and you expect them to do something ethical, you might have put your trust in the wrong people. So, that is it. Seven big stories you need to pay attention to. It's fast and furious right now, Tennessee conservative subscribers. Please share this broadcast and all the conservative groups that you're in. The, the stalwarts that have listened to the very end, you're the ones that will actually do this. Because there are things happening up in Nashville that hardly anyone knows about. When I go to speak to conservative groups, and if you're a member of one, please put my name in the hat. I'll come tell you the truth. I'm not running for office. I have no intention to ever do it. I'll tell you the truth about things. And when I go to speak to these conservative groups, I'll say, did you know that? Da, da, da. Maybe maybe a fifth of the hands go up. And these are people that are attending conservative Republican meetings, patriot groups. Did you know this was going on in the state government? Did you know this was going on in local government? Did you know that your Republicans, who say they're conservative, right now are introducing bills to kill school choice? Which is happening. We're going to be running an article on it next week. And oh, by the way, at the encouragement of a taxpayer-funded lobbyist group, that you pay for. Did you know that? I bet hardly anybody's hand will go up when we run this story next week. So I need you to help me get the word out on this. Share the podcast, share the articles, talk to people about it, ask people to subscribe, and if you can give some money, by golly, I'll take it. I will put it to good use. I don't spend any of it myself because there's none left over, right? Okay, it just helped me put a little less money into it. I do this as a, uh, as a labor of passion, and if you're a small business owner and if you've been moderately successful and you care enough to listen to stuff like this because you're worried about your government, call me. Call me at the office, 423-602-7945. That's the phone number. And if you'd like to make a sizable donation, but before you do it, you want to find out what we're really about, by golly, I'll tell you, plainly and matter-of-factly. I think we're going to go to Rock City. Uh, this weekend and take the kids out to do something nice. We were going to go to Ruby Falls because my daughter is uh, named Ruby. But you know what? Ruby Falls is really best to go see when it's rained a bunch, and it is a dark hole in the ground. I think we're going to have good weather uh, in most of Tennessee this weekend. I hope you get out there and you enjoy it. Uh, pay attention to what's going on in Nashville, boys and girls. Uh, we need uh, the handful of folks that actually uh, hold Republicans accountable to be conservative to do so. 
Uh, we've got a lot of things going on, and we've lost a lot of ground. We've lost a lot of freedom over the last two years. Now's the time uh, while the uh, political environment is right and while elections are pending for us to make sure that we can get even the rhinos to do a handful of things. That number is 423-602-7945. Howard, thanks for asking. Now, don't call me with crazy stuff. I have people call me crazy stuff. I want to talk to you about an email you sent. Well, I don't. I got, we got a bunch of subscribers. I can't talk to you about an email I sent you. you. You tell me your opinion over the phone or send it to me an email. I'm already about two weeks behind in my correspondence. I try to get back to people. Sometimes I just get overwhelmed. That's all I got, boys and girls. It is tough fighting for freedom. Sometimes it's exhausting. Uh, and there's not a lot of uh, thanks. There's not a lot of uh, uh, praise in it. It's just like a constant slog. And I got lots of patriots that help me. But to actually affect change, uh, sometimes you have to really be tough. And nobody likes somebody that's tough. Everybody wants somebody that pats them on the back, says great job, takes a picture with them. Oh, look at me, my state senator, my state rep, my whoever. Let's do a selfie picture. I'm not that guy. The only thing I care about is policy because we live under policy, not personality. And as a conservative, by golly, that's the only thing you should care about. And I hope you do. Love you, mean it. Brandon Lewis here. I'm a little long-winded. But I hadn't got to talk to people. I had a, I, I was out last week, so I got some of it stored up. And there have been some recent developments that have really, really uh, got my goat here lately. And I'll be sharing those with you next week. Uh, it's time to start calling spades spades, I do believe. Stay tuned to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Go there, hit that red support button. If we can help you, we will. Christy, Jess, Lesin, Sora Consol. I don't know if that's French or not, but that's how I'm pronouncing it. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. Take care. God bless. See you next week, if not before.